What's up, everybody? My name is Conscience. This is a speakeasy. Feel free to join the live and um, have a chat with me if you got something on your mind about the current state of the world, if something's bugging you, if you feel like you need to talk, if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to, I am here to listen. I am here to be here for you. Uh, I am here to uh, underscore the Velvet Queen. I have just sent you a request to join. This is a speakeasy. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, I just wanted, I just figured with all the stuff that's been going on in the world, I wanted to be a good friend to my friends online oh. and, uh, and be open to talk about whatever, listen to whatever, read poetry, <laughs> uh, whatever. I just want to listen and learn. Uh, well, to be honest, I was going to ask you if you want your tarot card. Because <laughs> I was oh, trying perfect. to get last week. I perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, week that's, I that's, that's a good way to start it. Yeah, we just we just had a great open mic. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was awesome. Totally great. Uh, it didn't go as long as normal. It only went for about two hours. But yes, uh, so it was fun, and we had lots of people. You know what? I think, I, I honestly think that, um, like, of course, I'm going to keep up and do my lives and keep the show going and get into a routine. But I really think that everyone is suffering right now, badly. And uh, I, I came on live right now, A, because the open mic ended early and I'm still wide awake and I still want to hang out with my friends. And B, I think that people might just need someone to vent to or talk to that isn't going to be, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to get aggressive. Yeah. I'm not going to be biased. I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm just going to listen and uh, let people hear what they have to say. You want to do a tarot card reading? So that's a great way to I mean, start. I mean, I can, I mean, I'll tell you how I feel about it if you want. Cause um, so, so a few years ago, I feel like I would have been really upset. <laughs> I feel like I would have been, but actually was, I don't know whether it's because my mom died and it's like developed this thick skin about things, but I wasn't really like, um, I feel like this chaos has to happen in order for like a new system to, to reemerge like these things. Um, so you think we're kind of like on the, on the brink of a revolution? Yeah. Yeah. I think. And um, you know, there's a, it's a lot of, I don't like to, I don't like, I, I, I like to, I'd like to honor people's revolutions against the government because it's really important that that ability um, to rise up is preserved. Um, right. And I fear that there's going to be like, you know, you can't protest around the capital anymore and da, 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 da. And obviously I don't agree with anything, anything they were standing for yesterday. But I mean, in my opinion, white suprem those white supremacists, they're very powerless. And that's why they go and do what they did. Like the whole, it's like toxic masculinity 101 and white privilege, you know, just walking in and sitting on the desk and all that stuff. And but they don't really have any power and that's why they're angry because they're losing, you know, whatever power they had is if they feel like they're losing it, they're blaming the wrong people. So that's fine. But, um, but the real white supremacists are like the people who wrote the constitution and still own all the land in America. And they're the ones who pull the strings behind the, behind the scenes and the police and the elected officials and all these things. Like that's where the true power is and the true white supremacist power is. So I'm kind of a bit sick of the, it's like mindless hatred um and it's it's directed at the wrong people like you you know oh we can it's fine we can all hate these these men but it's not really they're not really the ones who who we should be focusing our energy on in my opinion
Right. So you think this is almost like a necessary cause to a greater good that's about that's on the horizon? It's always that way. Um, you know, all, all these times in history where events like this happen and it changes things. Um, good things come out of it. And it's going to be interesting. It's 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 interesting time to be in America. Uh, yeah. But it was funny, actually, yesterday I was like, I didn't do any work. And I was like, well, if anyone asks me why, I can just be like, insurrection. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, in, like I was talking, I was talking to Louis. Uh, actually, you just came in here now. I was talking to Louis just a few minutes ago. And I feel like, like not, not saying the open mic was bad by any means. It was great. And it was awesome. And we had, we had a fantastic time. But I, I feel like I wasn't in it the way I usually am. I feel, I feel a big weight on my shoulders. Mm. And it's because I'm worried about my friends that are suffering so bad in the United States right now with all the shit that's going on and all of the heavy hearts. And I feel like, um, I feel like I had to come on here online just to listen, just to, just to listen to people. Uh, and, I, and that's what I want. Cause I'm Canadian, right? Like I, I don't really necessarily, um, I'm not, I'm not involved as much as you guys down in the States. Right. I'm not, I don't, I don't watch your news. I don't, I don't read your magazines. I don't, yeah. uh, I don't see the signs on your yards. I don't see that stuff, right? So I wanted to learn about, about what is actually going on down there. And to be honest with you, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm not so emotionally affected because I'm not American, could be. Um, I just, it's just this thing about, I know that if I worry about it, then it will make me, um, it will make me less able to take positive action to change it you know there's this principle in buddhism about the world is perfect and obviously it is not perfect objectively speaking but um well subjectively speaking but uh, objectively speaking it's the way it is and me worrying like me carrying that negative energy around it, it in fact incapacitates me from helping the people who need help and you know we've pursued poetry and art and that's our path and that's our contribution or part at least part of our contribution do you think this to, is um, like part of Part of a greater balance like the, the scale is tipped right now and it's going to level out what do you mean like the like right now you said the world is perfect so do you think uh, like this uh, is just this is just part part of a perfect bigger plan like there's going to be balance like there's going to be something that happens yeah yeah it's okay. always throughout history um you know good things come out of come out of the bad things and i've always i felt that since basically donald trump got elected <laughs> Um, right, and that's why, like, we're swing, we're on the upswing of, and um, also, you know, we talked, I talked a lot about with my dad about what it would take to unite the world, for example, um, about some of these things, and and we would we, we talked about like aliens, obviously, like they would come right. we would all be, we would realize we're all one human race, essentially, right. like um, divine, divine intervention. Yeah, you know? it's the coronavirus, and there's and there's a spiritual revolution that's happening. And a lot of that is to do with, I think, people being having to be by themselves. Um, right. And then and then there's also the social unrest and, you know, um, all of this white supremacy stuff. It's just, it's, um, America's so, 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 so divided. England's similar, you know, it's a similar thing with the Brexit. Um, and it has to do with the rural areas um, and the people who don't have college degrees or vote for Donald Trump. No, they're white as well. Those are the things they have in common. And then it's like the global elites, and um, you know, I'm not so much concerned. Not not concerned with black 
the black population because they they have to organize themselves and do what they want to do but i feel like it's my responsibility to fix what's going on with the white people and um, i came from a rural town like that in england and there's no jobs there's no opportunity you know it's really like i was so happy that i escaped and it's the same intellectual snobbery that i realized that i had about um the rural the rural places and um they feel like they've got left behind and so they vote for Donald Trump because he cared about them. And not only he cared about them, he actually did a lot of things to help them. Um, gave, got rid of the trade deals so that the farmers got paid fairly. Um, th this, this is so much more complicated than everybody who, who votes for Donald Trump is a racist. And there is racism, obviously. <laughs> That's, that, that is there. But I feel like every white person has racism. Even the liberals have racism. Um, for example, like I live in a gentrified house house in new york and you know we all go to amazon and there's all these things that we do that we know are like not really great um and i just yeah the the, the division is really scary it's just like mindless hate on both sides you can't yeah, even suggest to people mm -hmm. um but mindless. i'm doing this thing it's called the seed of doubt <laughs> so i'm just saying i'm saying something that i know is gonna like not upset people but just like i'm just saying my opinion and then i leave <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it's like, you know, it's it, you know what, Nebula? There, there's no judgment here. Um, I don't consider myself intelligent enough to have a credible opinion on American politics. Being a Canadian, I don't feel like I'm involved enough to have a, 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 an opinion that's worth listening to. So, I, But I want to learn. I want to learn what people are thinking down there. There's no judgment here. I'm not an angry guy. I, I am not partisan to any political party. I'm pretty anti-politics in general. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm kind of an anarchist. I grew up listening to punk rock. It's kind of always how I've been, but, I, but I'm very, but I'm very interested in, in what people are thinking and how they are emotionally connected to partisan politics. I really want to learn about it. Um, so the left is like, um, the left is the identity politics stuff. I think the left is driven a lot by, you know, injustice. And we see this injustice in the world, which is fine. And we, we want to fight for it. Um, and I say we. I, I don't consider myself to be left anymore. I'm, I guess I'm an anarchist too, so I don't participate. But essentially, I think that there's a lot of hypocrisy. There's a lot of hypocrisy on the left. Like I mentioned those things about, like, partaking in systemic racism and... Um, and what were other examples um oh supporting wars <laughs> you know i don't know how many of my friends are supported like bombing syria and things like this and i just was like um it's it's all this like um globalization is another one uh, that's that's big and um it's seen as like we are the like we are the progressives uh, we are advancing. We are, and and it's that's true in a way. You know, a lot of the, I think the like most progressive um, political candidates tend to go to the Democrats. Um, so it, it has that association. But now the reason I'm an anarchist is because um, there's like certain certain power structures at play in uh, pretty much every society. But in America, you know, it's like the military and the government and um, the um, religion. <laughs> and yeah. America is like. Um, the the you can vote for, you can vote as much as you like, but it's not going to change. Like it hasn't that hasn't changed? Those oppressive systems haven't like right. Cause they're they're yeah. ingrained. They're ingrained in everything <laughs> that is everything. All the hidden shit. It's ingrained yeah. in exactly. And um, 
something that the Poets Playground guy said today about like the system isn't broken, it was designed this way. And that's what happens like right at the beginning when the <laughs> when the constitution was written, um, the landowners the landers at that time, they're, they're the ones who wrote the constitution, you know, these rich white dudes uh, who left England and were, were Protestant or whatever. They, um, they, they're the ones that still have all the land. They're the ones that still have all the power. And there's a guy who was um, labor secretary under Bill Clinton, and he was a real like Marxist kind of guy and he was gonna help uh, with uh, workers' rights. Um, and essentially he said that when he was in there, he couldn't do anything he wanted to do because of the powers behind the scenes, you know? So it's like, that's the most powerful person for workers' rights in the whole country. And he was like, he yeah, yeah. And so this is why I'm like, although I love, I do love American politics, I just kind of feel like it's, the system can't be redeemed. But then also look at Georgia, because Georgia was like black women, basically just going in and, and running and, um, it's not true that the Democrats are as equally as evil as the Republicans, I don't think, because the Democrats don't partake in gerrymandering, which is like, you know, making it so that it's harder for Democrats to win. And the de the conservatives are the ones, the Republicans are the ones who have been um, removing people from the voters, voters thing. Um, and the left is, you know, the left has, they care about individual freedom. They care about, um, progress things like this whereas the right is like you know traditional economic they care about economy and law and order that's a big one on their side and um, respecting authority conservatism and traditions and things like this so there's like moral principle um differences that really like sets the divide but something interesting i learned with, with america recently is that they used to have a sort of bell curve for the political opinions so most people in the middle and it was like a kind of hump sorry i can't do a hump like that uh, but then now uh, left and right have got so divided that it's like two lumps on this side so the left is getting more extreme and the right is getting more extreme and the media is like owned by you know the millionaires on the left own the media here and then the same thing the billionaires on the right and um it's really uh, it's, it's really i mean in my opinion uh the the power of corporations over the american government is like makes the government pointless um, and and I that, that, say, that, by definition, is fascism, is it not? Mm, yeah, and there's a list of like, there's a list yeah, of like, like gover government interest in that, and yeah. that's why I'm an anarchist because uh, I don't believe in corporate interests on government persuasion. I don't yeah, believe right. in that because that that is by definition fascism, is it not? Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's a guy this morning who is like, oh, you you know you you measure everything in currency. Oh, hi. How's it going? Oh, it's Lionel. Hi. Hi. My name's Nebula. 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 What's your name? Lionel. Lionel. Hi. His name's Lionel, yeah. Hi, Lionel. How you doing? Good. You're adorable. Hi, Darcy. Hi, how's it going? He said, he said, have a nice sleep. Have a nice sleep, Lionel. Oh, have a nice sleep. Have a nice sleep. And then he says poop on your butt. That's his swear words. Whenever he, whenever he gets on camera, he chooses to swear as much as possible. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I forgot where we were. The Republicans would hate you. were saying that you're an anarchist. Oh, yeah. So so this morning, someone said to me that I care, um, like I measured everything by currency because I was saying that, you know, that exactly what you just said there. And then and the fact of the matter is the richer you are, the more power you have. And that should never be true in a society. Right. And, um, 
and America is that's that that's the big problem is that everything in America is measured by currency and um you know um what's his name Elon Musk just became the richest man on the world um over over Jeff Bezos and I think about how many how much money they've got in their accounts and how many people are starving in the world and I just don't think like I, I cannot and how much, any moral how, much control, how much control they have over government and over yeah. over over decisions made in politics yeah I know and the Democrats take money not as much as the uh, Republicans but they definitely do and but I was what Fox News is like the left wing, the right wing thing, and I go on there sometimes just to hear what they're saying. And um, there was some there, for the Georgia race, they were complaining because uh, the Democrats had spent loads of money, <laughs> and um, and actually the, the the story was because they they spent loads of money but they didn't win or something, so they were gloating about it. And I just uh, <laughs> it's just that it's really hypocritical on both sides. It's crazy, mm -hmm. um, but it is hypocritical. It's hypocritical on both sides and. Um, there's there's just a lot of um, on the left just like blanket hatred of any Trump, Donald Trump supporter and I think I thought when the election happened I was like 17 million people voted for Donald Trump and for me that seems like I could not conceive of it right? how can that many people still want him again um, again again so yeah how many, to, like, how many voted for him the first time 60 something yeah, it must have been. It must have been a bit over seventy. It's seventy this time. So I think he increased it. Yeah, I think he increased time. it. That's very interesting. I don't know exactly the numbers, but um, and the, unfortunately, one of the things about a democracy is like you have to take in everybody's opinion. And if half the people in the country, you know, and I just so I was like, so I set on off on a kind of mission then to try and like understand why. And one of the big reasons is because um, because he wasn't a politician. And I mean, it's messy because he's also a super rich dude, but um, quite rightly, the government has let down rural areas and they had exactly the same backlash in Britain with the Brexit. And I think um, to them, when, they, when Donald Trump got in, he was gonna clean the swamp of really like um, these very corrupt, they, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of the people on the right have the same suspicions of government as I do. You know, they don't like the money in politics. They don't like the fact that the 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 people aren't being helped. You know, so I think there's a lot a lot of uniters, uh, but unfortunately, people can't see past the red and blue. Mm. What do you think to happen? Um. So, well, that's funny. So I would like to. Um, I think that it has to. A lot of it has to do with. Um, white Americans going home to their white relatives and actually having having conversations because um, those like <laughs> there's a TikTok video of this like teenager yelling at a mum about racism and a mum's like saying all this racist stuff and, and then she's crying her eyes out. Um, and the kid is like the kid. <laughs> um, and I just looked at that because that's how I used to be when I used to argue with my dad about this stuff. And um, and when I cried and yelled at him, it never got through. When I managed to sort of like deal with my emotions, because it's just like, my dad said to me once that I don't, I feel, I suffocate him. I su not now, but when I was like very feminist and very like liberal, I would suffocate him and I wouldn't let him talk and all these other things. And so um, I think that's 
like really what how the the right feel about the left is sanctimonious it's like the liberal elites and the educated people telling everybody else how they should live and what they should do and that they're stupid um and they call them the flyover states you know which is like don't go there basically you know um so yeah i mean it really makes a lot of sense and we're living in two realities because there's a Trump lady and she said, she said it, she was like, I don't understand why the liberals think the way they do because it's like we're living in two worlds. And I was like, oh my God, that's so true. And that is deliberate because um, the media is complicit in all of this. Mm -hmm. Because um, the, the right, you know, they have uh, Rupert Murdoch. He's also the guy who does the um, Daily Mail in England. Um, I learned something about the Daily Mail. They apparently had one, they had to make one story a day that they knew would like cause like controversy. Um, they also had a wall of shame for celebrities where it was like if they fell over in public or if they had like a nip slip or something, they would just shame them. And uh, they always posted pictures of like 16 year old girls in their bikinis and shit. Um, and they there is a deliberate misinformation campaign and and rupert murdoch's son actually left the corporation because of that him and his wife announced that they were leaving because it's deliberately made to 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 divide and and that's how the political elite and the global elite stay on top right they divide us and we, right. we're lapping up and that that's what i'm saying like you you've got you t everyone's targeting all their anger at these like I mean, look, a few thousand white supremacists, but they don't have any power. They don't have any power. That's why they're scratching the ground. <laughs> I, I had, I had a brilliant man. You know Bear? You know him from Facebook? Bear Wolf? No? Yeah. Doesn't ring a bell? He comes no. on my mic once in a while, and he was uh, playing some songs, and uh, I yes. asked them. Yes, uh, yes, I, yes. I, yes. I saw him. If, yeah. you had, if you had one, if you, it, was very, it was very smart what he said. And I think that it's very, very valuable information for anybody who's watching right now. I asked him, if you had one wish, what would it be? And he looked at me right in the eyes and he said that people had more compassion. Mm. Forgiveness, compassion, uh, yeah. forgiveness of alienation, forgiveness yeah. of manipulation, forgiveness of being, being taken under someone's wing under false pretenses, forgiveness. We need to forgive yeah. each other. We need to yeah. forgive each other. It's... it's um... It's definitely like, it's the way that I see things because I think that everybody in, in the world, including myself, grew up a certain way and was taught a certain politics and met certain people and those things formed my opinions. And I don't know, I don't have all the facts and I'm making my, my own like choices. And I always wonder like, I'm missing some big piece of information because, you know, so so I can't hold it against anybody um, that they have the views that they have. Actually, there was a um, oh, it's brilliant white supremacist documentary about um, a kid who was white, who was like obviously being brainwashed by his father. Um, right. So the kid was like, I hate black people, blah, blah, blah. But the dad. Um, he went to a predominantly black school and because his parents were in the KKK, the black kids beat him up every day. So it was like a conf confirmation of what his parents were saying, that they were violent and, and horrible and da, da, da. And so his hatred is like kind of, it makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's just right. such a twisted microcosm um, into, that, into that whole thing. But yeah. He's no, it's nothing like, but hate. He, he, it's like nature versus nurture, you know? We're taught, we're taught, we're taught these things defines you and and we're, we're simple beings but what we learn defines everything that we are yeah 
what if someone is a nice person that learns all the wrong information? Yeah. And I think that might be true for all of us. I think maybe all of us have learned the wrong information. Yeah. We're all growing up in a, in a world of mistruth. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing is what we think. No. Nothing, nothing is what we're told. Yeah, there's no objective reality, I don't think. Um, no. it's, all, it's all twisted. That's one of the things I think the liberals do mistake. They think that they're just right and everybody else is wrong. Right. Uh, and, and I remember when I was shaken out of my liberalness, it was this guy I was dating and he was, he was like, fucking liberals, they always doing something. And I was just like so shocked. <laughs> so I was like, what? I'm a liberal, how can you say that? Right. Um, and, and thank you, thank you to him for, uh, for opening my eyes to it. But um, you know how also actually I used to protest a lot for um, the resistance, we called it, like against Donald Trump at the very beginning. Um, and I'm very proud to say that I got chucked out of Trump Tower twice. <laughs> Um, you got kicked out twice. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What were you doing? So one time I was reading the First Amendment uh, out loud, and the second time we were trying. <laughs> this is birthday, so we were trying to send him a check. It was like a, a t airline ticket to Russia. <laughs> oh Jesus! So we were trolling. <laughs> so how? So so you you would you would have classified yourself and identified as liberal, whilst Trump was in power. Yeah, def definitely. Um, and now you're like me, you're an anarchist who mm. thinks a bunch of bullshit. Well, I think that um, the problem with anarchist is that um, it has such bad connotations on purpose. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking about just maybe just abandoning it as my identity, but I would say that I'm, I'm an anarchist. I, I think that anarchy is a philosophy and a politics about freedom. Uh, the, the principal tenant I took away from it was I, I shall not rule over anybody and I shall not be ruled over <laughs> unless it's, it's like not, it's, not it's not about aggression it's about non-conformity yeah. I know and but that's what how they brainwashed everybody and mm -hmm. and also because there was a lot of violence you know there was a lot of violence with the anarchists so um that's why I'm like it's just very difficult to um get that out of people's heads when you talk to them but um right. yeah it was i definitely and and the thing is also i'm not against organization um and i'm not even against government as long no, as it's not, not corrupt. corrupt not corrupt not <laughs> yeah. i'm against corrupt government the yeah, society too. needs some form of government yeah what it doesn't yeah. need is lies and corruption and fascism yeah corporate interest in government decisions that's what it doesn't need but that's all it has yeah. that's what it's built upon that's yeah. how it was designed and that's why i fucking hate it all i hate donald trump i yeah. hate joe Biden. i hate all those fucking career politicians who think they know what's best for us i fucking hate them all i fucking yeah. hate them all yeah i feel the same um I this is what i'm trying this is what i'm trying to gather like what do we do what do yeah. we do from here what what, what needs to happen so um, it's funny, to today I was saying that me and my dad were disagreeing because he doesn't think America is, what America has done is worthy of a revolution, basically. Um, okay. So I, we disagree on that, um, and that's fine. But I think that, um, and, and then there was this guy today who was, I was saying like, you know, I, I don't agree with the white supremacists, but I do agree that the government is completely corrupt. And he was like, oh, well, so what do you think we should just like, 
we have to have the only way to get what you want in a democracy is like to be violent and I was like I'm actually a pacifist <laughs> so I was just like no yeah. I actually don't think that at all um me and Macadon disagreed with this the other day because um they he him and um I can't remember the guy who was talking to but they were saying that um there needs to be like there needs to be aggression like violence, a violent uprising a violent uprising but I don't know whether this is the woman in me <laughs> But I, I have this phrase, to anarchy with love. And um, it's and I just don't think, I just think that any violence can be justified. Um, and it's just not like, it's just not the way to do it. I think there's a lot of things that we haven't tried. Do you think a an uprising of a pacifist, anarchist, prophet-style revolutionary could get through to everybody on the same wavelength? Hmm. I don't think it's going to work if we call it anarchy. <laughs> But I definitely, this is why I'm thinking about how do we reach the people on the right? So what, is a, what is a nicer term for anarchy? Mm. Pacifism? So, yeah, I mean, me and Shubi have been talking about this. Like, maybe um, he wants to call us, what does he want to call us? <laughs> but yes, we need to come up with a word. That's definitely true. We're poets, we can do that. Um, yeah. It has to be something to do with um, maybe something to do with freedom. I don't know. Um, but freedom is the thing. That's what everybody wants on both sides. And, um, I, in my opinion, um, the what we need to do is um, disengage from the system, and uh, it has to be like big enough on big enough scale that it disrupts the system. Um, the problem is that we partake in, and <laughs> I say this all the time. I'm like, I don't. Why should I have to pay rent to a landlord who who has owned this land? Like, I don't accept it. You know, I don't accept that I have to pay him because his grandparents or whatever, whatever. I don't accept like the way that they con us with loans and credit and all these other things. I'm just like, why do why we should all just stop paying? We should all just stop paying them. We should stop like paying rent. We should have a rent freeze. We should have a general strike. Um, and uh, and like literally stop the stop because it's the reason the system carries on is because we engage in it every day. Um, and I always think someone, that, someone uh, <coughs> M, M underscore K zero in the comments <laughs> said a deconstructionist, perhaps. Yeah. Do we call ourselves deconstructionists, or is that too violent insinuating? I think that I would say my issue with that would be uh, it should be a positive, like a, a, a more positive name than deconstruction. Yeah. Maybe reconstructionist. <laughs> yeah, reconstructionist. There we yeah. go. And they've got, um, like in Chile, they just rewrote the constitution, you know, so there's, uh, or maybe it was Argentina, but somewhere. Um, that's what I would like to see. I know kids who have written new constitutions. They're like completely unbelievable. Um, and there's, t there's like economic plans for how you would have a society without money and exchange goods and things. So it's not like these things are new. Um, and I think- so what, what type of person, like personality traits, what type of person do you think could rise up and present a brand new constitution to the American people? Yeah, that's interesting. What type, what type of personality does it, does it require? It has to be somebody who appeals to both sides of the spectrum. And yeah, what, that's, you know what, it's funny you said that, because that's exactly the point that I was getting at. How does one person appeal to both sides of the political spectrum and bring mm -hmm. everybody together and, and kind of um, generate forgiveness and solidarity and, um, and understanding? Who's, what kind of personality needs to do that? Yeah. Um, so, I, I might not, I don't know. Uh, let me think. Hmm. Probably somebody who... Smart, intelligent. 
Good with the rules. Well, yeah, and, but it has to be somebody who, like Joe Biden, and the thing about him that's always very interesting, and I don't like him, but, well, I have a complicated history with him, but um, he was like the every, he was like, the, he was like, he was worth lower, maybe not working class, but he was of that class. Um, and and he also can like swoon with the elites as well. So, right. um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Almost like we need like a, um, like an educated working class, like someone who, who is very educated, but chose the working class as a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a prime, the, I'm going to say president of Ecuador. Um, but I'm not going to stake my life on that. But um, okay. he, he's, he's basically, he was like, politics has to be a spiritual practice and it's about um finding the greatest possible pos positive for the greatest number of people and part i think that's part of the problem is that the the politicians aren't spiritual at, at all at and all. um and so i would imagine that it would be a spiritual person too okay so someone who is well balanced educated intelligent mm -hmm. uh experienced in the working class Mm. and willing to sacrifice his own reputation for the greater good. Yeah. Or hers. So, so if you're that person and you want to comprise a constitution for the United States, we're all ears. We're yeah. looking, me and Nebula are here talking about finding a nicer way to present true, genuine anarchy in a constitution from a person that is going to be accepted to yeah. both of the political spectrum. That's kind of where this conversation has led to. We're wondering what kind of person that is going to be. So, I have this friend in, in New York called uh, Carlos Jesus, and he always jokes because his name is like Carlos, so he would attract the like the Hispanics on the left, but his, his surname is Jesus, so he would attract to the right. So. Yeah. And he's one of the, he's very young and he's written his own constitution, and I think he's going to be president one day. Maybe okay, here's a question for you, Nebula. You know a lot about uh, culture and religions. What do you think is the most uh, efficient religion to comprise and, and represent a new constitution to reconstruct society as we know it? What do you think is the most civil, peaceful, non-corrupt religion available to present a new constitution? I'm none, none of them. <laughs> right. So, so it's almost like we need a new religion too. Religion, yeah, yeah, maybe because religion is such a um, it's such a tool of oppression, especially in America. Like the whole Christian, like the Christian stuff is bizarrely. America has a separation of church and state. England doesn't. They never officially did that. But if um, Tony Blair, when he was prime minister, he was secretly religious, but he hid it from everybody because he it would have made him he would have been taken seriously. Whereas in America, you know, even if you even if you're Obama, you have to say that you believe in God. And they even asked the um, Republicans in their in their um, when they're doing the election run up, like how does God in inform your politics? Um, right. Which is like mind blowing to me but it's not even that but it's it's about the power of concentration again i always think about um how all the wars that have happened over thousands of years in europe has to do with the christianity um consolidating its power in rome so that literally a, a guy can come out and say we hate we hate gay people today today we hate trans people today we hate women you know it's just like this consistent it's crazy and they're literally all over the world yeah. everybody just goes okay 
We'll do that then. Do you think it's possible for an atheist to bring people together, both sides of the political spectrum? If the Christians would listen to atheists, if he was very intelligent, part of the working class, a, a peaceful pacifist anarchist reconstructionist presenting a constitution, do you yeah. think that Christians would listen to a, a, a devouted atheist who was very non-judgmental and accepting of Christians and of all religions because he is a pacifist? Do you think there's a way that he could proclaim his um, ability to unite? Has that ever happened? I don't think there's a there's been a president of America that hasn't been Christian, um, and I think I think that it would be hard. It would be hard. Um, it's also like you know, in God we trust, and it's on the coins and all that stuff. Yeah. <sighs> maybe maybe the religious. Maybe if, maybe if everything is going to be switched, maybe a pacifist educated blue collar uh anarchist reconstructionist who was a devout atheist would have the tools to change in the way that we need to change maybe because it's because it's so different than the history yeah it's a whole like do you think do you think do you think it would be in the best interest of the united states to have an atheist rewrite the constitution so i don't think so because um well maybe it's because i'm not an atheist because I, I used to be an atheist and i think that um when i see that people are atheists i kind of feel like they're not connected to their spirituality but what about and someone who's totally agnostic what about someone who's agnostic presenting a new constitution to yes people? that would that would suit everybody <laughs> right. yeah uh it's cut it's hard is it it's very complicated um, I think one of the things about America is there's so there's too many people, um, and I thought I think a lot about um, you know it's not right for me to inflict my way of wanting to do things on other people, and maybe I should go and live with people who want to have a society the way I want to see it. So, maybe, so do you think that the United States should split into two countries? I think that I don't think two because I think it's the the danger there is that you leave people behind like gay people gay kids I, I say that like you leave gay kids in republican like places and they can never leave so I wouldn't do it separate countries but I would definitely I think what I would do is give people mission to set up communities that have their own rules um, and there would be like within that within those confines of the society their rules and then there's like probably have to be federal laws about general things um, and so then you get back to the same thing opinion, the table. What, is, <laughs> what is your opinion on libertarianism Hmm. Um, I think that um, libertarian was was very interesting when I found that philosophy because I was like, oh, this is what I think. Um, yeah, small government, personal freedom. But then I get into the people who follow it, and it's like I don't want to be associated with these fuckers. Yeah, exactly. Because the problem is that um, there has to be some form of government. I, the, the one I think about is um, climate climate stuff. You know, when they when Donald Trump let them drill in all these uh, national parks and things like this, if you just leave people to police themselves, unfortunately, they will not be. I mean, people are not perfect, and they will not be. Um, they will not be good about that. So, some of the ideas of libertarianism is good. It's the same as all of it. All of the faults. So we need a new constitution. We need the right person who is probably agnostic, yeah. a pacifist, an anarchist. Something well, as well, I think, works in the blue should be a Native American person or a black person. Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. 
um, because so we need what we need is a non-white anarchist agnostic <laughs> pacifist <laughs> to, to rewrite the constitution yes please that, was, that is what I'd like so that, that that's what that boils down to that's pretty easy we're gonna we, do American Idol <laughs> We should, yeah. Maybe we should do like a like an American Idol. Who's gonna write the new U.S. Constitution? You have to be non-white. You have to be a pacifist. You have to be agnostic. You have to be educated, and you have to have worked a lifetime in the blue-collar field. That is that is the criteria. Uh, and and, wow. and, and uh, I say I say the last. I think you might just tell the answer. Sorry. I think the last consideration is the military. Uh, because this is why I, I don't support violent revolution. Because I think that you will. There's no way in hell you could you would get away with it without being killed. Um, right. Even like whatever numbers you have, and I know there's like, I mean there is it like people are gathering weapons, so there is like there's there's stuff happening. But I just think like you, it's a suicide mission because you, no one has, <laughs> it's the military. Yeah, no, no one has bombs that lives in houses in communities. No one has bombs. No one has. And, and Americans are so funny because they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, I've got my gun so I can protect myself and um, and against uh, the government. And you just, I'm just like, yeah, okay, well, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, not, not gonna happen. <laughs> um, but but um, in my anarchist uh, readings, it was talking about like essentially you would need to have the you would need to have what you could have is um, an army so that you have like your you know, if you set up a, a, a community, for example, you could have, um, you could have it protected. But the problem is that they always, it always ends up with someone getting killed. And right. it means the people in the communities have to be like basically angels. And unfortunately, like, that never happens either. So right. the, the military has to be on our side, or there has to be some kind of like, and, and it's funny, because there's a lot of veterans, there's a veteran activists who try try and do this and they get completely like i think one guy got killed you know it's just like ridiculous um ridiculously difficult to do so that is another consideration wow unreal i think we might have uh found a hypothetical solution to the world's problems <laughs> yeah thank goodness i'm probably taught through taught this through yeah <laughs> and you know what nebula this is what everyone needs to do you need to have a calm, intelligent, non-judgmental, non-biased, non-partisan conversation. Mm. And people, liberals and conservatives need to do this with each other. They need to do it with each other. That's the only way things are going to get better. Because yeah. if, if, if no one does that, then it's just going to accelerate. Everything's yeah. going to accelerate. The, the negativity is just going to accelerate. So yeah. I, uh, that's, why, that's why I did this live. I was hoping to have a conversation like this. Um, fantastic. You're a very smart woman and I appreciate you as always. Thank you. Um, do you want, want to do this tarot card reading? Since I, I do. Got, yeah, let's do this. I got no one in the queue, so let's do oh, it. Oh, really? Okay, good. No, no, okay. no, no. I think we got three people listening and it's just me and you. So there's five of us right now involved in this and no one's, no okay. one's asked. As far as I can tell, no one is asked to come on the queue. And I don't okay. know. Can you even see while you have someone on if someone's waiting? Can you even see that? No, I can't see that now. Okay, so let's do the tarot card. I I'm sorry if you're waiting. Uh, once <laughs> once we do this tarot card rating, I'll uh, uh, Nebula will go on her way and go amongst her fabulous business. And, and, then and, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll just say one other thing quickly, which was because um, I'm an artist in New York and I do, you know, I've been out. I do I perform out outside, <laughs> um, and I just was realizing like I'm just saying things 
that to the people that already agree with me you know so it's, i'm not making any difference here by saying um and it's why like one of the things i want to do is go on the road uh, take like a caravan of poets and artists and things around around these places and like actually talk to people and try and um we did it we went to pennsylvania once and this the uh, really it was like the meth capital of pennsylvania where we got stuck and the conversations were very difficult and um, there was like racism and all this sort of stuff but i don't know i really feel like it makes a difference conversation yeah. communication all right so tell me when to stop okay stop. when the universe tells you Okay, so I'm gonna do three, four, nine, probably not that one, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, so the first card is the significator. Oh, this is nice. This is who you are right now at the time of the reading. So you've got the three of cups and this one. I think this one is like, what? it's funny. <laughs> so this is about um, where you are right now. Uh, and okay. it's about, this card is about basically creative collaboration. <laughs> Uh, there is an easy and creative collaboration. You feel the positive influence of others on your life. I sure do. That's bang on. <laughs> That's bang on. How does it do it? I don't know. It's magic. Um, so the next card is the atmosphere, and it sets the stage for the reading. And um, uh, you got the two of discs. Oh, that's interesting. Two of discs. And it's right as well, so sorry, it's the right one. Uh, two of discs is about, hmm, so this is about being able to handle things. Do you see that person's got kids in their hands? I don't know if you can see it, sorry, you can't, my camera's terrible. But that I person do, has yeah. like kids in their hands, but it's talking about being able to handle a lot of things right now. Um, and there's a great variety of things you do and roles you play. It says that you can meet very many diverse needs. Okay. That's definitely true. I think that's, uh, yeah. Think so this next one is the Daughter of Swords, and this is a skill that you can learn on your way around. And this one is to do with, um, it's the Daughter of Swords to the left. So this one is to do with about speaking your own truth, speaking your own truth, like she's sending off her like truth into the world. And I'll read you the message because it's to the left, to the left. So my cards have four different directions that they can be, so it's kind of hard to remember. <laughs> uh, okay, Daughter of Swords to the left. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. So yeah, this is one about to, it's about not holding back on your power. It's saying that you have a lot of power and you um, don't hold back on it and um, don't hold back on your ability to get things moving. So yeah, this is the card about, this is a card about moving forwards with these things that have been in your mind for so long. Um, and, and you know what? Yeah. I think, honestly, Nebula, honestly, this conversation was that. Doing, yeah, doing nice. what I just in having yeah. this conversation with you, I think is what that card represents. This is the start. I think I'm gonna do this yeah. more often. And um, you know what? And I'm, so, I'm sorry if you're waiting, but I'm pretty sure that after me and Nebula are done this, I'm going to end this video because she's been the only one I've talked to for like the last 40 minutes or whatever it's been. And we're gonna make it its own video and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll go live again. So if you want to talk to me, stick around after Nebula's done and I end this video because I'm gonna go live again and see if there's anybody else who wants to talk. So go on, sorry for interrupting. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, the anarchists in New York in the 1900s were all um, immigrants for a start and they were also 
um, a lot of them are artists. That's what fascinates me so much about it. That, and I don't think that we need, like, we can we can look at what's been successful in the past and, and the ways that they disseminate the ideas that we're trying to disseminate. And I, I think that um, we, we can reach a lot more people because we've got social media. Yeah, for sure. Totally. So this, this one is lovely. This is the root. This is what you stand on. Um, this, so this is what you're rooted in. You've got the lovers. <laughs> I love it. So, Actually, I don't. I lost my lover's card. But you are the lovers. So this is the lovers. Um, so this is about you. You're a person who brings people together passionately. There is a magnetic charge about you that draws people together. Oh, my God, I can't believe we just said <laughs> uh, Towards people, places, or things. It says that in this time of choice, you are rushing towards your heart's desire. And it's a powerful attraction that basically can't be denied. Um, and, yeah, the lovers is about bringing two parts together, two sides together, two parts of yourself together, um, two parts of the, the country, I guess, together. So yeah, that's really beautiful. It's about wanting to unite, essentially. Yeah. That's, that, that's my greatest goal and aspiration is to unite people in every way that I can. That's why I'm here. Um, that's so that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. So this is interesting. So the card that this is the sky and it's what's hanging over the reading. Um, this is the card you got last time. And I remember it because, um, because, uh, because I, well, I'll just remember it. It was the one about the, these people are fighting with each other about who's going to lead. And then in the meanwhile, there's a volcano going off in the background, you know? So mm. it's about, and I think I was talking to Shuby about this earlier. It's like, every single poet in this community is a contributor to something and it's not a competition between us and i i think that that's part of part of the issues i see sometimes it's like um we're all fighting with each other and not to mention the artists i mean in this picture it's artists who are finding um fighting with each other um but it's not just us but it's all of us you know we're, we're we need to focus on, <laughs> on what we're doing and it says that yeah Oh, that's interesting. It says that you've been struggling with others and inside yourself to find the best direction to go. This is an, is an important thrashing out of ideas and feelings. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I talked with my wife a lot today and over the lives since all the, all the crazy shit has gone down in the Capitol. Like yesterday, I, I discussed in depth with Paulina the direction we, could, we should take to not be insensitive but not offend emotional people during this time mm -hmm. and I spoke to my wife and after i did the uh the live today on the open mic i went in and spoke with my wife and i said i need i need to go live i need to i need to listen to people i need to yeah. hear people and i need to bring people together because i feel i feel like i can i feel like i can be the calm presence that people need in this in this time of turmoil oh so so um the um two things to that one is you really you inspired me to start a speakeasy actually and i've decided to focus on like i want to focus on like not white people essentially uh, but just getting people to talk about their work and why it matters and um really like just try and get people's voices out there um mm -hmm. so thank you for inspiring me because uh, oh thank I've, you I've, for being that's that's the whole point yeah that's the whole point <laughs> Speakeasy is such a good way as well because it's like, oh, it's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. And it's easy. You're speaking easy. You're not being aggressive. It's not about aggression. It's about understanding, communication, and compassion. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, so this is your self-concept. And I, I think it's funny that you said that you were, um, you know, you're uh, kind of calm because this, this card feels very calm to me, you know, like it's just somebody sitting in the, on the river and enjoying nature and being very zen. And, um, and, you know, just like the guy, well, if you want to know exactly what's happening there, she's enjoying a bath in the waterfall. <laughs> but this one is about you feeling joy. You feel the innocent joy in your body and you feel essentially like you are radiating this thing to others, that this peace and this joy. And um, it says that you're also attractive and charismatic. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Yeah, I think it's cool. right. Drawing people together. Hmm, okay. Eight of Wands, interesting. So the next card is um, Hopes and Fears. Hopes and Fears, eight ones to the left. Okay, so this one is about um, basically having a direction. And so I think this speaks to what we've been talking about earlier about like, you know, we need to we need to have a coherent goal, um, a specific goal and like a specific organization for an initiating change. You see, like, this is the idea and this is the follow through. Mm -hmm. um, and essentially, it's saying like, I think that there's a fear a fear of being sort of like afraid not knowing which way to go essentially which is the fear it's like what do we do how do we do all these things um, I, I had that fear but now i don't now it now now i had this conversation and now i know what needs to be done it's a non-white agnostic pacifist anarchist educated blue-collar person to rewrite the constitution of the united states and the world will be a better place <laughs> it's done, done. okay bye <laughs> Um, okay, so this is uh, this one is house. So this is who you should surround yourself with. Um, so the crone. Um, so you know my poem. I have a poem. Uh, the crone stands to crossroads. Yep. Uh, so this is the crone um, card. The crone is about um, people who align themselves with inner wisdom. Um, people who are kind of um, take time to be quiet and have simplicity to make truthful choices. People who are kind of like going into their deep knowledge and uh, using their inner wisdom for guidance. So those are the people that you should surround yourself with. Okay, so okay. the last card is the outcome. Hmm. So the outcome card is, I'm gonna keep turning it until I get a major character. Oh my God, I got the name. Oh my God, this is so exciting. So um, I pulled out two cards here. I'm gonna tell you both of them. This one is about, don't let your own walls, like this is about your own walls that you put up for yourself. And, and you've got to tear them down, you know? Don't let, don't, let your, don't let you be the one who sabotages you. The outcome card that you've got is very interesting. So this is the emperor. So the emperor is, um, the, I'll read you the description of this card. It says, here is a picture of what happens when the emperor grows up without having developed a sense of community um, and responsibility and respect for the earth. This card is a portrait of a man who wanted to rule the world Love would connect him if only he could uncross his arms and let it in. Um, instead, he dulls his senses by the overconsumption of his spoils from war. Um, and the, the, the emperor is like a wielder of, of raw power. And it's about um, essentially destructive power and destructive masculine power, to be more specific. Um, and I think that the energy of this card is like a toddler who's like takes things and it's like, it's all mine. I want everything. And um, it's, this is like the world in my opinion, you know? Um, so the emperor was upside down there when it came out. So in my opinion, I think this means that it's time to topple the emperor. 
Wow. That, and that's, it's crazy. That was like a perfect conclusion to a very, very intense conversation. We projected, we projected, that's how these work. But, um, but that's, and that, that's the point of them. But isn't it crazy also how like, how spot on it is? And that's yeah, what I never really understand. I'm like, I mean, I mean, it really spoke to me. I, yeah. I related to all of the cards wholeheartedly. That's for certain. Yeah, and 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 the emperor card as well. Just to say, like, um, when the emperor's power is overturned, uh, it's it's essentially saying that, um, yeah, the the emperor's concept of power is overturned. He rejects domination and the abuse of power, and um, the emperor softens and becomes more loving. Um, so this is definitely like it's very interesting. That card. this card keeps on came out a lot. It's been coming out a lot recently, along with the devil card, which is another card about male abuse of power essentially um so it's just really significant that that came out wow we're harnessing masculine energy in a positive way you know so what is your what is your yeah and we talked about that on the open mic a couple weeks ago about yeah. how, how I, I am a masculine man yeah yeah I, I can't change that i have yeah. to learn to use it appropriately and for yeah. the best and for the best outcome of everybody so what what is your kind of what is like your, uh, your, your synopsis, your conclusion about this tarot card reading? So um, essentially, I think the thing is that you, um, you are rooted in love. And it's funny to me that you're rooted in love and yet the emperor is the one at the end who isn't like, he isn't letting love in. Um, so your goal, your job in all of this is to be the lover is to be the person who brings everybody together, who accepts everybody, like you just said, and um, and and that you can take strength from other people who who believe what you believe, like other people who are the same as you, basically. And um, I think that the emperor is going to fall. I mean, I just believe that. I 100 percent believe that, like all the destiny. The emperor has to fall. It's yeah. the only way. It's the only way things are going to change. Yeah, definitely. So everybody has to find out how they're going to do that and we right. can work, we have to work together yeah non-white to, to conclude not we need a non-white <laughs> maybe maybe it doesn't have to be a person maybe maybe it could be like a group yeah maybe a group of people we need a group of people who fulfill the roles of an anarchist a pacifist non-white uh blue collar solved all the world's problems nebula we just i feel so much i was so i had yeah. such a weight on my shoulder the last couple days uh feeling for my american friends like feeling so heart so real feeling so heavy for them and i feel like if they watch this it might make them feel better yeah i hope so too yeah yeah thank, what's you. All. thank you so much yeah thank you so much thank you for doing the chair reading it's my first time ever having it um, I'm sorry if you're waiting to come in. Nebula, you have a good night. Uh, fantastic talking to you. Hopefully, you can come on the open mic tomorrow at 7 p.m. Yes, yeah. I was trying to get on tonight, but you finished so early. I was just about to yeah, hop on. It was, it don't, I, just, I kind of finish when there's no more guests, you know? Yeah. I didn't really feel like playing guitar tonight, so I just went for two hours. Hopefully, tomorrow's four hours. That'd be great. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thanks again. Peace and love and poetry. Peace, love and poetry. You got it. Okay, that was fantastic. Um, I think I'm going to end that there. I don't, you know what? It is meant to be. I got 50 seconds remaining on this live. So that was an hour 
Uh, thank you to Nebula. Thank you to everybody who watched. Uh, I'm going to be doing this frequently. This is a speakeasy. I'm going to go live in a, in a few minutes here. So if you're watching now and you want to come live with me and have a talk about what's going on in the world and what you think we can do to unite people and bring people together and make the world a better place, I'm all ears. Uh, even if you want to speak negative and get some negative stuff off your chest, I will not be judgmental. I will not be biased. I will listen to you. I will, I will hear you and I will feel you and I will be here for you. So next, cheers.